0: Coming up on this episode of Retail Untangled. If you're sending me seven or eight emails a week with content that is absolutely not
1: relevant to me, I'm not going to open your emails anymore. Overall, we need to be thinking about that holistic approach online and offline. You need to have a real intention
0: around what you're going to do with the data. Removing things from the experience is also personalization. Welcome to Retail Untangled, Retail Untangled. I'm Amy Lata, and this is a podcast dedicated to business hacks and retail insights you won't find anywhere else. They are stories from the coalface, real-time innovation and solutions, and each episode will untangle a widespread retail problem. I pose the following to our first guest, Kristen Wallace, the Regional Vice President for Amasis in the Asia-Pacific. Kristen, never before have customers been so savvy, so time poor, and so bombarded with brands as they are now. It feels like we've got more brands emerging and more channels than ever before. And when we times this, we've got more noise than ever before. The struggle to cut through is real for many brands right now. Where are retailers going wrong?
1: There are a couple places that we really see retailers going wrong. One is siloed data. Having your data in all kinds of different locations can cause a real mess. And, and that leads to an inconsistent customer experience is really what we don't want to see from brands that we follow and that we love. So when we think about siloed data, there's so many data sources that retailers have at their disposal. We collect data online, we collect data in store, we have transaction data, and oftentimes it's all kept in different places. So you have all these little bits of customer information all over the place, and you no know, consolidation, you know, your marketing teams, your retail teams, whoever, they're using all of these bits of data on their own without a consolidated sort of plan on how we're going to talk to our customer. And that creates just a bad experience. So I think it's really about harnessing the power of that data by putting it in one spot and understanding it properly and giving your customers the best experience possible off the off the back of that.
0: From a customer standpoint, how do you think customers are responding to this kind of constant noise and push?
1: They're getting really tired of it and and they're disengaging. That's unfortunate. So we'll still continue as customers and consumers to engage in the channels and the places that we want to with the content that we want to. But if you're sending me seven or eight emails a week, with content that is absolutely not relevant to me, I'm not going to open your emails anymore. I might even just go as far as flagging them as spam and just so I don't get them anymore because it's just too annoying. And when you don't understand what I'm doing as a customer, so let's say I buy a mattress online. This actually happened to me. I bought a mattress, got it sent out of the box in my house. And then the same company is targeting me with buy a mattress. So that's a waste of that company's money. But it's also just, a. am like, do you really not know that I just bought this from you? You know, consumers are getting savvier to that. I'm just not going to engage with this. You've lost an opportunity to sell something else or just create a really loyal, really engaged customer.
0: We all know that it costs more to acquire a new customer than retain an existing one. What are the, some of the challenges we're seeing in terms of retention? We
1: did some research.
0: It costs it actually
1: costs a retailer about $29 US dollars for the first purchase that a customer makes, right? So increasing retention is really, really important. We need to scale personalized experiences and do it in a smart way. So it's really easy to say, let's increase retention. What does that actually mean in practice and to your business? And where does the focus need to go? Because like we talked about, all of this data all over the place. We just need to focus on the customer. We need to understand their journey. CX and brand experience are more important than ever before, and like we said, customers are more in tune with it than ever before. So we need to listen to them and speak to them in meaningful ways where they want at the right time with content that's actually engaging to them. So scaling that is a huge challenge for a lot of retailers without the right infrastructure.
0: If we flip this, if the problem is a noisy market, the flip side obviously means that there's opportunity. You know, in Retail untangle we're looking at a problem, but obviously want to bring where there's a problem, there's always a solution type of approach. That, in this instance, that can be brands that are pushing the needle in terms of creating valuable connections and that engagement. What does that opportunity look like?
1: I think if we're looking at today's customer and their activity. Who's coming on store what's happening on the website we can convert shoppers in store maybe in a different way you know we might have less foot traffic and that stats on that go up and down but i think we're we're in a space where we have this online and offline experience that's sort of becoming connected so we know when a shopper comes in store they're likely not seeing these things for the first time. And they probably have some more intent to make a purchase. Like when you, when I go into a furniture store now, I know what I'm looking for. You know, I'm not just going to wander around because I've done some research. So it's important that you use those moments with customers. So when I walk in a store, I want an extension of my online experience. I want a personal experience that's going to convert. And likewise, online, I need to have a similar experience. I need to know that you understand me. You're listening to what I'm saying to you about what I want. So, overall, we need to be thinking about that holistic approach, online and offline, and linking that online offline behavior because that's really what's going to increase brand loyalty and engagement.
0: So, from your perspective, and you are so at the the forefront of this, you are across hundreds, if not thousands, of different retailers and brands. Who are you seeing that's doing this well?
1: Yeah, I think Q is, is one of my favorites. They, they do a great job of this locally. They have a really great brand experience that transcends channels, right? So they're moving towards a really fabulous experience that's consistent online and in-store. So I can go into a key store and get a really great service in store. They'll remember what I looked at and what I like. And now they have a way to connect that in-store experience and continue that online so they can do things like tell you when your sizes are running out or when things that you liked are going on stale that can be things you liked online or that can be things that you had in store and you said you know i'm not going to get these today and the store assistant will say okay you want to add these to your wish list or whatever that is and you can get reminders or get that same sort of consistent experience in any channel so it's pretty cool
0: it really is. I see Q come up quite regularly on the homepage of Inside Retail, and I kind of use that as my reference. They also popped up recently as the winner of the Omnichannel Retailer of the Year at our retailer awards in March. It was it was really well deserving and there were some great brands there, but the feedback from the judges was really that they put the customer at the center of their decision making. And it really seems like they are genuinely trying to add value to the customer across every touch point. I've seen that when I've been there. I feel like I'm not being approached by different channels. It's one experience. Is that kind of stand out for you?
1: Yes, absolutely. And that is what I believe that's what they're, they're trying to do. And I think that's what we, you know, as retailers, any business <laughs> who deals with people who buy products should have the their customer at the center of everything they do. That's where we're headed. So we need to have that sort of customer obsession in mind and, you know, also what's required for our business in mind as well, because we can't go crazy. You know, ultimately that is going to improve your sales, to improve your loyalty. You can't beat that experience.
0: But I think it's the intentionality in terms of the way you're going to use the data, because a lot of people, small businesses, and um, you really do see people collecting it, but whether or not they're using it, but having the purpose behind why you're collecting it first, is there, is there something to be said for that?
1: Yes, 100%. You can have all the data in the world and it's, yeah. it could be completely useless and meaningless. You need to have a real intention around what you're going to do with the data. You can't just collect customer data or ask customers for their data without using it in a valuable and meaningful way for them, but also for your business. How is this important to you? Why are you going to use it? How is it going to add to your bottom line? How's it going to add to your customer experience? And if you don't know that, stop. Just stop, take a pause. take a breath and figure out why you're doing it
0: what the strategy is and how it's going to add value to both sides. 100%. That's great advice. And so you have given an amazing Australian-based case study. You're working with companies globally. How is APAC comparing on more of the global scale when it comes to this?
1: Look, I think I'm a little biased towards our region. region, but you know, I think we are doing a very good job in Australia. I see results from the U.S., from Europe, and Australian brands and New Zealand brands across APAC were doing so well with Omnichannel and connecting online, in-store, and different channels and, and using them in a way that's really meaningful. And the, the proof is really in the pudding in the results that we see for our customers. So we were adopting these technologies early. And as a result, we're a little bit farther ahead in terms of achievement in what that's doing for our businesses. So it's encouraging.
0: It is. And so for the brands that are sort of earlier on in their journey with their or potentially not have not yet, you know, been able to push through that best practice approach and scaling personalization, to me, sounds tricky, but where are some of the quick wins when it comes to things that we can do now to really develop that experience for customers?
1: Yeah, I think... It's not so tricky. Let's not get overwhelmed, you know, start, start small, make sure your data's tidy and in one place so that you can use that same data to execute across all of your channels. And, you know, you've got this continuous feedback loop and then you can start with segment or just a few specific products, you know, or categories, and then continue to ask your customer about who they are in relation to what you're able to offer them you know, like we discussed, that's zero party data. And that's like the gold standard mecca of of what you want from a customer. Think about how you can get that from your customer and how it's going to add value. And then if you're tracking behavior on site, you can use that data as well for categories of clothing that people are interested in, special offers that they might always be looking at if they're in Darwin and if they're in Melbourne. You know, there's a difference in, in the clothing we're going to be offering to people in winter. You know, we don't need a parka in Darwin. So, you know, you have to continually think about that and do what's relevant for the customer that you're that you're speaking to. And you can start to work with a small amount of data that you have and the tools that you have and slowly start to create those personalized segments and then, you know, move on to bigger and better things once you, once you get good at the small stuff.
0: And so once someone's got this, you've got the data, you're collecting zero-party data and the likes. I suppose it really comes down to then using it in an appropriate way. And this is often potentially where people struggle as well, is relevance, creating meaningful connection, using appropriate channels. Would you say less is more? How would you approach that?
1: You know, you can't go in and put someone's name all over an email and all over a website and then, you know, just bombard people all at once. I think it needs to be crafted and you need to think about people. I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to go all out, all channels, all at once with your personalization strategy in the beginning you're learning, we can go back to Kim who who've been testing this out over a number of years, and they started their journey with personalization a long time ago. They're very advanced and they you know they've had all these things running in the background, and they're testing and learning. so it's a journey. I think a lot of personalization is great, but you need to know what you're doing to get there
0: and It's always probably going to be that it's a journey, not a destination. Because once you have complete understanding, well, people are always changing. But once you have understanding, it's more about nurturing then. And it doesn't feel like you're constantly being bombarded because it's an experience that's tailored specifically to you. So it's just a completely different experience altogether.
1: Yeah. And if you know, I never open your emails and send me a message in a different channel that I respond to. There's no reason to be bombarding me in every channel that you have with the same message or the same type of personalization, you know, channel personalization, that's something to consider that I don't think gets thought about so much right now.
0: And that's, that's the removing, because that's, that's the next step beyond.
1: Removing things from the experience is also personalization.
0: You think about trying to capture people on the right channels, but I suppose a lot of people aren't thinking about getting them out of one that they're not necessarily either engaging with or that they don't want to engage with.
1: Yeah, that's also a scary thing for retailers because it's like more, more is more money. Ultimately, you're going to get to a point like this and it's going to go, you know, someone's going to go somewhere else because the experience is more personalized and the company understands them better. It might not be a lower price. It might just be a much better experience and they're going to say, nah, I like this one better. See ya.
0: It's so interesting. And it is a balancing act. If you're on the front foot and you're building that personalization in from WordGo, go, it makes, it makes so much sense. And you can see that as a clear example with Q. And we've looked at the problem. We've looked at some of the opportunities from a retail standpoint and some quick wins. What do you think people should be considering now for say five years time when it comes to engagement and it comes to personalization?
1: What we're going to see, what we've already started to see is that more seamless and connected ex- experience across in-store and online. Stores are starting to showcase brand experience. They're becoming experiential places to go in and like, live and breathe what the brand is. Right. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And those store spaces, those retail spaces are going to become an extension of what's happening in the digital world as much as the digital world up until now has really been an extension of the store experience. So I think we're going to see that starting to merge and there'll be less sort of separation in each area and the store being as a channel as a way to engage with your customers. So I'm excited to see more of that actually. And I think also there's been a, a trend over the last couple of years of brands deciding to go headless. So, you know, decoupling that front end experience from their back end. And what that effectively means is brands can have multiple heads or, or different channels or ways that people can shop with a brand. So it's much easier for brands now to create experiences in different areas and change them as things evolve. So that's only going to improve their experience when it's done with intention and purpose and there's strategy behind it as we progress over the next five years. And obviously, the customer is always going to be at the heart of that decision-making process. While we're going back into physical stores now as well, we're still super comfortable with e-commerce. And I don't see that slowing down. I think we're going to continue to engage online. In that thread, stores being an extension of the experience, you know, they need to support that omni-channel engagement. They need to bring digital into stores. And we're seeing it already with digital signage and QR codes and kiosks and all of that integrated technology in store. So what we're doing here is allowing customers to move easily between channels buy online, pick up in store, earn loyalty points, make returns. And it's just a lot easier. So giving customers options, you know, you could even go in store and take merchandise, you know, that you had in your cart online for a test drive and having the retailer or the shop assistant in store present them with things you looked at online, that's going to be a great experience for people.
0: I love it. I'm excited, actually. You know, there's nothing better than that experience where you just get what you want, when you want, and where you want it. I saw a team of masters release last week, your spring features spring features being, I would assume, the latest product development. How is all of this being rolled out through your platform? And what's new? What are people that are kind of using your platform in a best practice mode? What are they going to be experiencing and seeing?
1: Marksys is built to make marketers' lives easier. And we always want to be keeping up with best practice and trends and making sure that you have the right tools to execute across channels. So We have a real focus on channels and personalization. So the recent updates were around the channels outside of email, like mobile, SMS, web push, so many different ways to get to your customers. So we're just continuing to enhance everything you can do in all of those other channels with personalization. Getting really smart with our segments and the way we handle data in Amarsis. So you know we have a personalization service kind of at the core of our platform, so you can actually get personalization out at scale in all of these channels so we're continuing to refine that and make that easier for our customers to speak to their customers in a really one-to-one way that's where we're going and then I guess loyalty Uh, you're going to hear a lot about loyalty in the next couple of years I am 100% certain we're putting a a lot of focus into enhancing the the loyalty. loyalty during our platform as well to make sure that we're getting the best result for your customer
0: A special thanks to Kristen Wallace from Amasis. I'm sure you'll agree that there are some really insightful points that she made, and her retail vision is one of the reasons that Amasis is such a successful platform for many retailers throughout APAC. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. In our next episode, we speak to Sophia Pope, Director of Sales and Customer Success at ShipStation, where we're going to explore the ways customer priorities are shifting when it comes to online shopping and delivery. I'm Amy Lata and thanks for listening.
1: Looking to stay ahead of the curve in the retail industry? Inside Retail's got you covered. With in-depth coverage of the latest news and insights, Inside Retail is the go-to source for retail professionals. Stay informed and connected. Read
0: Inside Retail today.